Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp. I am here with Stephen Minton, an IDC analyst, and today we're going to be talking about IT spending. So stick around. All right, Stephen, thank you so, so much for calling in. So most recent predictions from IDC point to um, IT spending being down 5.1% um, over the year. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's our latest forecast, um, which is based on all of the the latest macro indicators from the, the last couple of weeks of, of April, all of the new surveys that we've done. So that's a downwards revision from we were looking at about a two and a half to three percent decrease a few weeks before that. So yeah, pretty significant uh, change again. Right, and this decrease in spending can pretty much all be related to one major event that is, of course, on the forefront of everyone's minds: the um, coronavirus, COVID nineteen pandemic. Obviously, a lot of businesses are pivoting to cost saving measures. I'm curious if before. Um, the coronavirus pandemic became so widespread and global. Was IT spending predicted to be up in 2020? Is this a really devastating blow? Yeah, this is a um, this is a 10 point swing. So the prediction in January was that we would have an increase of five percent in IT spending this year, which is about normal. That's kind of the new normal that we've been in for the last few years growing a little bit faster than the rest of the economy, you know, a bit faster than overall GDP. That's kind of where the, the IT industry is. Um, there are some parts of tech spending that still grow faster than other parts of business spending. So that's why we're still ahead of GDP. But um, yeah, big swing, big change, um, as always happens when there's a contraction in the economy. You know, you already said it, inevitably businesses have to go in and start looking at ways they can save money uh, and, and consumers as well. You know, we'll start delaying purchasing a new PC or smartphone. So, you know, everybody is looking for ways to implement those quick cost cutting and cost saving measures just to get through the next three to six months. Of course, that makes a lot of sense. And especially when you consider any sort of big capital expenses, that's going to eat into a significant chunk of any enterprise's budget. I'm curious a little bit about what the breakdown is, and we'll be sure to link the um, report and press release below so our viewers can get a closer look, dive deeper into the, uh, the numbers and the specifics. But IT spending as a whole is down 5.1%. What um, sectors of the IT industry are going to be especially hard hit here? So the biggest impact is, is certainly on the devices side of the market. Um, and again, that's pretty consistent with what's happened in previous economic recessions and downturns. It's the fastest way for companies to save money is just to hold off on purchasing you know, new PCs or um, printers or PC monitors, things like that. Those are easy decisions for any company to make. The harder decisions are when it comes to uh, anything related to infrastructure, um, especially the operational side of IT spending. Another relatively easy thing for companies to do is to delay new projects. So that's kind of the next thing that starts to happen after the first round of cuts, which tend to be more focused on the capital spending and the PCs. Then you get into the just the deferrals and the delays to those new projects. So that project-based spending starts to, starts to slow down to a crawl. What holds up a little bit better is, uh, is the core infrastructure spend. And what's different with this recession compared to anything we've had in the past is that more of that spend is now into the cloud. And the cloud is 
um, fundamentally has changed the way that the IT market is kind of linked to this kind of economic contraction because in the past, a lot more IT spending was concentrated in capital spending, you know, businesses buying their own servers and storage gear. And now a lot more of that spend goes to the service providers who have a different set of decisions to make when it comes to what they need to do in order to keep delivering the ongoing cloud services to their customers. And it's not as easy for a service provider to hold off on um, investing in their data center because that is the, that's their business. That's their core business, obviously, is delivering that service. So you know, the cloud has changed uh, how we kind of get through this type of, of recession compared to what, what's happened in the past. And that's one of the reasons why overall infrastructure spending uh, is still actually growing. Uh, you know, in spite of, uh, we still project that we'll have a little bit of growth in overall infrastructure spend. And that's all in the cloud. All of that growth is in the cloud. It's either the spending that businesses are um, making on the cloud services, you know, what they're purchasing from the, the service providers, or it's the what the service providers themselves are spending on their data center equipment. And that's where all of the growth uh, that we still have is uh, is coming from. Sure, and that makes a lot of sense when you consider how integral cloud is to, I mean, virtually any business at this point will have, any enterprise will have some sort of cloud provider and cloud solution deployed. And it's not something that you can really cut costs on, cut costs on right? Yeah, I mean, there are, there are where there's some companies are telling us through the survey that they are looking as much as they can to find ways of, of cutting costs in everything, including cloud. Um, and that can include maybe holding off on moving uh, new applications to the cloud, rolling out new deployments and projects. That kind of spend um, is getting put on hold. But when it comes to all of the data that companies have moved to the cloud in the last three or four years, that's not, that's not going anywhere. That's still there. It's still in the cloud. They still need to pay to store and manage that. And um, it's still just as important to be analyzing that data today as it was three months ago. So, you know, the cloud is no less important now than it was in January before we, we got into this crisis. Sure. I wonder, especially now as as we've spoken about already, that some businesses are obviously looking to cut costs and save money where possible. And I know, especially for some smaller businesses that have been especially hard hit, they're, you know, seeking rent relief perhaps from their landlords um, and cutting costs, like we've already mentioned, you know, delaying PC upgrades, delaying phone upgrades. I wonder, is there a potential that IT infrastructure spending project projections could go down if some of these small businesses go to their cloud providers and say, hey, I can't make, I can't pay this, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars bill this month. Is there any way I can have relief? Yeah, there is some of, I mean, that kind of macro impact that results just from the fact that some companies are fighting to survive and stay in business and might be struggling to pay their bills is certainly something which is driving down our overall numbers. You know, it's, uh, it is, you know, we do see that happening in the survey data that we get back from the smallest companies is that, yeah, there is some evidence that that's happening. I think in general, um, you know, unless companies are really struggling to, um, pay their bills in general, then IT is one of the, still remains one of the highest priorities. Companies will try to keep maintaining those investments and keeping that access to that data and all of that is mission critical spend. 
um, for most companies, even even small businesses. So it's difficult for companies to, um, you know, just not pay their bills. Um, but it, yeah, there is. We have to bear that in mind. You know, in, in retailers and some other companies have seen their entire revenue disappear overnight, and inevitably some companies are, you know, if not facing bankruptcy now, then certainly grappling with, you know, some really tough decisions. So yeah, that certainly is part of the the overall picture. I've spoken about this um, sort of topic before, but with more of a security lens, I've spoken with one of our writers from CSO Online, where he said, you know, if the if your security strategy right now is either deploy this security measure or stay in business because the security measure is perhaps too expensive, you have to stay in business. It's not a, it's not even a choice. And I wonder if that could um, potentially be applied to IT infrastructure and cloud services. Yeah, I mean, so there, there's a certain percentage of companies who are in that situation. That's 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 certainly true. There are some companies that are faced with those types of decisions uh, in the very short term. It's thankfully a, a limited number of companies that are in that exact situation. But it's you know it is a real uh, a real factor that some uh, businesses and business leaders have to be grappling with that kind of a kind of choice. But um, you know in general, like I, like I said a few minutes ago, most businesses have their IT spending pretty close to the top of their list of priorities. You know, t- technology and is just so integral now to keeping the business running. It's actually, you know, pretty integral to that question of how we keep on running and, you know, keep the lights on and, and stay alive. You know, they've got to keep access to their IT systems and their, uh, their payment processing and all of their e-commerce platforms. And all of that is, is what their business now runs on, much more than it was the case even 10 years ago, the last time we had a, you know, a big recession. So uh, it is hard to stop investing in the, the operational side of, of IT. Yeah, of course. Now, I'd like to shift focus a little bit here and talk about some of the other sectors of the IT industry that are going to see declines. But something interesting that I saw in the report is that telecom spending isn't going to have perhaps as much of a decline as opposed to other sectors. I found this a pretty interesting. I mean, when you consider, you know, 5G was supposed to be the tech of the year, right? Like 2020 was 5G's hallmark year. I'm intrigued that the um, pandemic and that the recession hasn't slowed that deployment so much. Yeah, I mean, so the pandemic has certainly slowed the deployment of 5G to consumers, to end users. There's going to be a much slower and longer path to the point at which the majority of of users have 5g smartphones in their hand that's just going to take longer now you know some handsets and smartphones with 5g functionality may even take longer to come to market because product development cycles have have slowed down as well marketing plans for smartphone vendors have been disrupted and, and so on but where the spending is more resilient is that the operators are still investing in the rollout of the 5G networks. There's still a lot of prioritization on this, not only from the operators themselves, but from governments who are trying to ensure that that investment keeps happening in uh, countries like China and uh, in Europe and the US and elsewhere. There's a very strong prioritization attached at a national level to making sure that um, that this 5G rollout continues. So. You know, that kind of infrastructure investment seems to still be happening. Obviously, there are going to be some delays and cuts. You know, even operators are faced with some impact on their business. But 
compared to what companies in other sectors are facing, like retail and manufacturing and um, and some other big sectors, the telecom industry is is less affected overall. And of course, when people are spending more time at home, working from home, watching movies at home, then that just means there's even more demand for the services which those telcos are delivering in, you know, in the form of fixed broadband and et cetera. So um, yeah, for those reasons, the smartphone side of it, there will be some kind of knock-on effect that does affect how quickly 5G becomes the dominant where the people are accessing data over mobile devices. Um, but the rollout from the infrastructure side is still pretty strong, and that's supported by the fact that for most telcos, their core business is a lot more stable than uh, companies in other parts of the economy. Sure. That does make a lot of sense, especially when you do consider, of course, everyone's at home. I mean, I feel like I've spoken about this so much at great length um, on our channel is about, you know, everyone's working from home. That means that you might see people looking to upgrade their Wi-Fi and people really now excited about 5G. Um, but before I let you go, Stephen, I'm sure a lot of our viewers are curious about how and when this IT spending will rebound. I think we think about and we talk about so much, this is obviously going to change the way that a lot of us work, whether it's now that some workforces are more remote or, you know, people are going to be having, having to come into the office at different times. Obviously, the coronavirus pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic is fundamentally going to change the way that we work. But I'm, I'm curious about how, you know, once hopefully this is over and we're all able to safely return back to work, how this, the IT um, market will rebound. Yeah, so we, th we think it'll rebound pretty quickly um, as soon as the economy is um, open for business again and companies are starting to recover their uh, their own revenue streams. You know, the, all of our survey data supports the fact that um, the vast majority of companies still attach a high level of um, priority to their IT projects. So, you know, we do expect a, a pretty rapid rebound as long as the you know, the current economic forecasts pan out, which obviously means that that's as long as we don't hit another wave of infections or something like that. That would be disruptive to the question of, of how quickly things come back. But um, we think things will come back pretty fast. Um, they, there will be some changes. You know, you just touched on some of the, the key ones. Whenever a business invests in any type of new technology or process, even if that change was triggered by a crisis, it's some of that sticks, you know, some of it stays around, it just becomes uh, a, something that companies will want to leverage that investment for a longer period of time. They also learn things from this process and you come out of a crisis with lessons learned about how you can be more agile, for example, in supporting a more uh, remote workforce and giving that kind of flexibility to uh, people to access their data and their applications uh, securely from more locations. Those types of things will, continue we will you know we, we will go back to something closer to where we were before because there obviously are still uh, inherent disadvantages to the fact that people can't get together and sit around the table and make decisions but um, yeah that, I think there will be more working from home than there was in the past there will be more um, flexibility around that the technology is there now to support that better than it did in the past um, and companies generally will be a little bit further along that digital transformation scale, right? That's kind of what we expect to see as we come out of this is that we'll be able to look back and find that the companies that had actually moved the fastest before the crisis 
to adopt things like the cloud and uh, remote access and uh, video conferencing, all of these, these technologies would have, will have been the organizations that were best positioned to react uh, in the most agile way once we hit this kind of uh, crisis. So there will be lessons learned just in the, from the sense that companies will start to understand how some of these investments can improve productivity, but they also can improve resilience in when it comes to facing up to potential risks of disruption that might happen in the future. So um, yeah, there will be long-term changes, but you know, we will, we will go back to being able to um, sit in a room and, um, and get business done a little bit faster than, than only using video conferencing equipment. So somewhere in the middle of the old and the new, I guess, is where we're going we're gonna to end up. That's true. Well, thank you so much, Stephen, for calling in. I really appreciate it. This is all really great insight and pretty interesting. And I am, like I mentioned, going to link below um, the press release black book so everyone can get a closer look at these numbers. I really did find it very interesting. So thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. You can hit the bell notification so you're notified every time we post a video. If you have any questions or comments about IT spending or your personal predictions, please leave them below and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.